Hey, Marie, cut the music. The boys are back. Finally. Tech diffs be damned 36 minutes into your lovely Albuquerque afternoon. The boys are here. I, of course, am Van Nunley, one half, technically on Mondays and Fridays, one third of Two Men On. Right next to me, Robert Buck D. Gibson. My goodness. The Buck stands for Buckingham Palace because you are the king <laughs> of comedy, baby. Oh, I like that. Can I use that? You can use. You can steal Thank it. You. Gotcha. I haven't put on a T-shirt. There I haven't put on go. a bumper sticker. Like it is that. not copywritten. I like that. And it's six minutes late for you, but he's always early to the show. Vice President and General Manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, John Traub, joining us. What's happening, hey, my dude? I am so impressed with how you guys kept your cool through the technical difficulties. You guys are true professionals. You ready to rock and roll, and let's go. I, I absolutely think, I appreciate it. I think you are the good luck charm that we needed about 30 minutes ago. Because as soon as you walked up, everything worked out. Yeah. Yeah, everything that's how my life out. works, usually. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Can I get that on recording so I can use that oh, and show yeah, it no to people problem. that I'm not always the cooler? Sometimes <laughs> things actually go well when I'm around. Well, I think me and John need a big-style trading places moment because that's not the way it always works out <laughs> for me. But anyways, Albuquerque, here we are, two men on, and we are live from Top Golf here at the YMCA Top Golf Tournament. Going to have a lot of fun tonight for a good cause. We will be on air till 7. Uh, is there any wood around here to knock on? No, right? Barring any more technical difficulties, but we're going to have a lot of fun with it and raise some money and have some fun for a good cause. We'll give you more info about that, and we'll give you some more info about how you, Albuquerque, can help your local YMCA. But let's jump right into it. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks, fellas. Great to be here. One of the best in the business runs my favorite show in town, the most family-friendly, fun, entertaining atmosphere in the Duke City. Uh, let's go right into it. What's going on with your isotopes, John? Well, tomorrow night we come back after a 19-day break. Hard. It's I think it's the longest in-season break we've ever had. It's crazy. The team's been gone since July the 3rd was our last home game. We come home tomorrow night to start a nine-game homestand, including two huge weekends. So we got a lot on tap. We've got our Dukes Retro Night and our Hall of Fame induction on this Saturday. And then the following Saturday, the 30th, we have our Albuquerque Green Chili Cheeseburgers promotion oh, sponsored yeah. by Blake's. And then, of course, we you know we just can't be settled by just doing one thing at a time, right? right, right. We have Absolutely. to load on so much. So we've partnered with our friends from the Breaking Bad community, and we're doing a, a huge charity auction on that night on July 30th in the stadium. And we've got a lot of great memorabilia that is part of Brian Cranston's personal collection that he has donated for this auction, and all the money's going to two great charities in town. So we've talked about this previously, about the things that are going to be on in the auction. Can you give us any, a little hint, maybe, or do we have to wait until the actual auction to find out what will be up for Oh, no. Auction? As a matter of fact, yesterday we had a press conference that we unveiled sort of the first 30 packages, if you will. Okay. Um, and you can go onto our website, which is abqisotopes.com, and you can check out all the different packages that we have. I mean, there's things from a life-size bust of Walter White. Wow. I mean, life-size bust. Oh, my. And it's a collector's item. It's still in the box, has not been unsealed. 
Um, it's pretty cool. This thing retails. I've seen it online for like thirteen hundred dollars. Oh my! This thing is legit, and the and looking at the box is a little bit scary. Uh, we also have <laughs> we have uh, scripts, original pilot scripts. Oh yes. uh, Breaking Bad's pilot, and also Better Call Saul's pilot. Uh, the two pilot episodes. We have three scripts signed by Vince Gilligan, the creator of the shows. So th- I think those are going to be really cool items. I mean, there's so much stuff. It's going to be impossible for me to rattle things off because right. I'm going to miss things. But there's movie posters for the El Camino movie that were signed by Vince Gilligan. Uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are both going to be in town. And our understanding is Vince Gilligan is going to be in town as well. And several of the items are going to include a photo opportunity with Brian and Aaron. Oh, how cool. And wow. like I said, all this money is going back to two great charities. The New Mexico Children's uh, Cancer, the Children's Cancer Fund of New Mexico, I should say, and the New Mexico Veterans Integration Center. So uh, we, that money's staying in town. Brian Cranston was deeply involved in selecting the charities. And it's going to be a great night. You guys are hearing it first here. The Isotopes are coming back in town with a bang for everyone. <laughs> for it, everyone. It's crazy. You know, we've been gone for so long, we got to make sure that we uh, reintroduce ourselves. It feels like we've had an off-season, right? right. Sure. Like tomorrow yeah. night yeah. is a new opening night for us. So, you know, tomorrow night we're giving away beach towels, courtesy of GVI, and then we've added a fireworks show to the agenda for tomorrow night. So we have fireworks Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday is Bark in the Park. We're giving away dog yes. leashes. We always have something going on. You guys know that. Yes. Um, and that's just kind of we just keep challenging ourselves. And, of course, we're also doing our second kids' Uh, youth skills baseball clinic on saturday morning so we just keep piling stuff on and piling stuff on and our staff is so fantastic and how they can roll with it and put these things together and really do a great job dotting i's and crossing t's and making sure that the fans experience at the ballpark is is top notch i mean and you said it right there the fan experience at the ballpark win or lose every time you go to Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab, because you know that's what all us Burkenos, all of us OGs. <laughs> it's, it's just easy to say, it's right? Just yeah. the, it's just the lab to us, yep. no matter who sponsors it or you know what, what big league organization. But it's the most fun in town, and you mentioned your staff that helps run it. Right. Like, how, what is it about your organization that just attracts the best people to this program? Well, people have respect for one another. They have pride in what they do. They love being part of something that's so wholesome and good for the community. And um, we just have a bunch of professionals. You know, we may not be uh, uh, the prettiest group when it comes to, you know, some of the things that we do. What I'm trying to say here is that we have people that just work together so well and challenge each other with ideas in terms of, What if we did this, and what if we did that, and how can we make this happen, and how can we have our instinct on things be yes? We don't want to have our instinct to be no. That's, That's really easy to do. So, you know, we have 20 years of history here. We have such longevity with so many people in our staff, and we've had very, very little turnover over 20 years. It's you know, impressive. Of wow. course, we have had turnover. We have a lot of people in the major leagues of, of baseball, of the NBA, of the NFL. I mean, it's it's great to see how a lot of our graduates or alumni, if you will, our yeah. former employees have gone on to bigger and better things. And if they can use us and use, you know, th- this job or this organization as a catapult to get something that they want for their careers, fantastic. And uh, I'm really proud of the groups that we've had here over time. The boys are live from Top Golf for the YMCA Charity Tournament. We're having a lot of fun here for a good cause. When we get back, 
more John Traub, Vice President and General Manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes. More sports and sports-adjacent content coming your way. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, live from the Top Golf YMCA Tournament. Raising some money and having a good time for a great cause out here. Great food, great fun, great drink, and some wonderful people out here to do some swinging some sticks, do some top golfing. Special guest sitting in with us right now, John Traub, Vice President and General Manager of your Albuquerque Isotopes. I got a, I got a question. Go for it. So you get to know the players while they're here. You know, you're on a first-name basis. You know, whatever they need, you know, you're there for them. How hard is it? When you get attached to a guy, you got a favorite player, you got a buddy, and then poof, he's up playing for the Rockies. Like how, how do you manage those relationships, and how do you manage those expectations that people are going to come and go? That's what it is. I mean, yeah. that, that's our job is to get guys ready for the big leagues. So when they take off and they go to Denver or they go to wherever the Rockies are playing, I mean, why wouldn't you be happy for somebody to, right. you know, they get what their, their lifelong aspirations have been. They're able to accomplish that goal. And we may never see him again here, or we may see him again in, in another week, another two weeks, another two years. Who knows? You know, once you establish a relationship with these guys, you have it forever. So sure. no matter if they're still with the Rockies or they move on to a different organization, you, you still have those. I mean, I'm still friends with people who were with the Marlins back when we first started. Right. And then the Dodgers people. And then, you know, a lot of the Rockies people from the last eight years. You know, it's been it's been very good that way. And, and you just want the best for them. So it's not like we hang out when they're in town. It's not like, I mean, that's not our job. Our job is to provide them a place to play and do whatever we can do to make their stays here as comfortable as can be and then get them out of town so they can go to Denver. It, 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 this is a very complex question, but for somebody like my friend Dion here, who's a, a soccer fan from <laughs> England, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he doesn't un, uh, understand the intricacies of the different levels of baseball. Neither do Cause, I. Because AAA in <laughs> <laughs> minor league baseball, while you do want to win, while you want to go out with a W and put on the fireworks, sure. this is this is development for yeah. the big boys. Yep. Isotopes, um, their goal is to provide the best fun family entertainment for Albuquerque and surrounding areas, not necessarily bring home a trophy every year. Well, and I like the way you put that because we haven't brought home the trophy. So, <laughs> so we are able to market the fun and the family and the atmosphere. But, you know, they're two, they're, it's kind of an interesting path because we operate the business. We operate the facility. We, we put on all these great promotions. And like you said, have the fireworks and all that. If the team happens to be playing well and the team's winning, great. We will talk about that <laughs> until we're blue in the face, right? I mean, who doesn't like a winner? Albuquerque loves winning teams. And the thing, the, uh, the truth of it is, is that we have no control over our roster. Right. That's all controlled by the major league organization. So it's it's difficult for us to promote. Hey, here's who our second baseman is. Here's who tonight's starting pitcher is. Because these people may be here and gone before the fans have any chance to get to know who they are. So when it comes to how we market ourselves, that's why you very seldom see us marketing specific players. We may, you know, and sometimes if it's our team or even the visiting team. 
we might might not even know that we're looking at the major league stars of tomorrow. Right. right. We know they're somewhere on the field, yeah. but we ne- couldn't necessarily say, you know, it's Robert or it's Van or it's whomever, right? It's You just yeah. don't necessarily know until you see them play in the Major League All-Star game right. or you see them play in the World Series or you see them sign a gazillion-dollar contract with the Boston Red Sox or sure. get traded to the – uh, you know, St. Louis Cardinals or whoever it is. So it's difficult for a fan to get really attached to a player. Um, and I understand the frustration when fans say, oh, geez, as soon as they get good, they're out of here. Well, that's our job. And that's the job of every minor league team. You know, from A ball to, you know, there's two different A ball levels. They want to graduate their players to double A, to triple A, and then on to the big leagues. And we take great pride when our guys go up to that next level, have that success. You know what? And even if they don't have the success, we're still rooting for them. We're still watching them. We're still cheering for them. We're still texting them after games. And, and, and when they do something that makes a highlight on ESPN or when you just watch their games, you know that um, what they're going through personally, you get to know their families. You get to know, you know, moms and dads and wives. And, and, and it's just it's kind of that cool experience. But you're, you're just cheering for them to do well because they've spent their whole life trying to get to that level, and you want them to get there and stay there. Well, you, you don't need to advertise certain players. All I need is Orbit. <laughs> Orbit's the only superstar I need. Well, you know what? I mean, it's so funny you say that because whenever I speak to Rotary Clubs or whomever, right, yeah. what do we talk about? I, and I always do this. I ask for a show of hands, and I say, tell me who our second baseman is, right? Raise your hand if you know who our second baseman is. Nobody raises their hands. Shoot, I couldn't even tell you who our second yeah. baseman is. But then I say, Who's our mascot? What's the name of our mascot? And everybody's hand goes up and everybody says Orbit. So we've been successful in how we've marketed that. Orbit is the true face of the franchise, right? Right. You're not going to – you're very seldom going to see us saying, hey, this this up-and-coming player is – you can't miss this guy, right? right? We may say that if a guy comes down on a rehab assignment, if there's an injury and then he comes back here, and we've had plenty of those. Uh, But for the most part, hey, man, it's, it's Orbit. It's the ballpark. It's our logo, right. and it's all the fun promotions like the mariachis and green chili cheeseburgers and the fireworks nights and all those things that we do. I want to go. I want to go oh, just really short. Are you talking about the promotions, which is great. We're gonna go to break, but if we could come back and just talk about the promotions and what it takes to get to that point. Yeah. Because for me, one of the best times of the year is when you guys put out the promotional schedule. For sure. Yeah. Happy to do it. Hey, more Tof talk live from the YMCA Top Golf Tourney here. We're having a lot of fun for a great cause. More two men on when we get back. You listen to ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Good afternoon, Duke City. If you're just getting in your car and it's quitting time, congratulations. You made it through another day. The boys are proud of you. Speaking of the boys, the boys are live from Top Golf as we are here for the YMCA Top Golf Charity Tournament, having a lot of fun for a good cause. And, uh, you know, right before we went to break, Robert, you're about to ask John a question. By the way, we're still joined. Lucky lucky <laughs> yeah. us. Lucky me. We, yeah. thought, we thought we had one segment with you, but here you are still hanging out. Bonus time, yeah. Vice President and General Manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, John Traub. Yes. So you were saying before we got so rudely cut off by these commercials that we have to do to get paid. <laughs> no, I was, I was asking John. Actually, I was telling him one of the most exciting things for me is when I see that promotional schedule come out. It, it lets me know, okay, this is the one I'm bringing my daughter to. This yep. is the one 
I could borrow Van's dog and bring to. I just wanted to know what was the think tank behind that? How do you pick and choose and put these great promotional events that you guys throw in that order? It's a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. Right. Um, we sit down starting, really starting this time of year. We don't have our schedule for next year yet, but as soon as we do, we start mapping out how many firework shows do we want to do, how many mariachis games do we want to do, etc. And then we have a big war board, what we call it, in our hallway in the office. We put everything on right there. Before we start. And then okay. we just start putting everything on there. So if it's a bark in the park. Right. Now, right. you know, you think about it, and we're doing a bark in the park this Sunday. Yes. Okay, well, did we maybe not think it through as well as we could have because – we're going to be sitting on 100 degrees with uh, not a lot of shade in the right. berm. Yeah, could that be a mistake? Maybe when we're planning it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a mistake. But sometimes things don't work. Sometimes they work really well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things get added to the promotional calendar after we publish. We always publish as late as possible because we really don't like to add promotions after tickets have gone on sale gotcha. because you know you look at that promo calendar and you think it's locked in mm -hmm. so if we have to add something later on so it's harder to get that to the masses right. so it's it, you know when it talks when we talk about the giveaways obviously we coordinate with sponsors we try to do traditional things like certain sponsors have certain traditional days for example gonstead chiropractic has opening night gotcha. so we talk to them about what kind of giveaway item they want to do on opening night Usually it's early April, so are we doing a fleece blanket? Are we doing some kind of a cold weather type of item? Um, and now that we're playing late into September, we're going to be dealing with probably some cooler evenings as right. well. Mm -hmm. So as we move on in our existence, we're going to have to figure out some of that stuff. But it's a lot of fun, and, and we challenge our staff to come up with some new ideas. We've done a lot of different theme nights that uh, provide a lot of atmosphere in the ballpark. And as they grow, they start to really become uh, big movers in terms of ticket selling and moving the needle that way. So we try to incorporate a lot of people um, and, and a lot of different factors go into it. Weather comes into it. Travel comes into it for the team. Right. Um, day of the week comes into things. Uh, so there's there's a lot. It's, it's really hard to, and I think I probably put most of your listeners to sleep as they were driving home telling you all that <laughs> they don't want to know about all those labor pains they just want to see the schedule and say hey when, when's 50 cent hot dog night when can i line up and be one of the first two or three thousand people to get the free promotion oh, exactly that's, what that. it is. that's exactly what it is yes, yes. Shoot, we like this year boy i knew when we put the birthday jerseys we gave those away yeah however yes. the hotness a yes. month or six uh, weeks ago whatever it was yes and we put those you know we announced that probably in february or something and just from social media yes. comments and stuff, you knew that was going to be well-received. Sure. And, and it obviously was because people were lined up at 1030 in the morning wow. for That's a giveaway that we weren't. The game time that night wasn't until 630, and we had people waiting wow. in line all day. So, you know, a lot of fun things that go into it. And sometimes, you know, we try different things that we haven't done before, and we say, okay, is this going to be interesting to people? And sometimes things are a little bit outside the box. What we would really try to do, guys, is – put ourselves in the shoes of the fans mm -hmm. okay we're on the other side of that promo schedule we're waiting for that to come out if we see it and we see somebody you know we see an item on there if it's something that wouldn't motivate us to buy a ticket to or to go to an event is it really something that we can expect the general public to do right so that that comes into our thought process as well is there okay, i got a two-parter for you go for it number one is there like a special promotion 
that you're like, that's my baby. We have to do this every year. <laughs> yeah. And then what's the worst idea you've heard? You're like, we're not, the isotopes are not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so my mind goes to those two answers right away. Okay. Number one, we'll start with a good one. Good. Um, this was a, definitely a collaborative effort that has become all of our babies, and it's become so popular that we're, what I'm referring to is our mariachis. Yeah, sure. uh, initiative. Big, big one. So it's huge. You know, you try to keep it special by only doing certain number of them. This year we're doing six, and it's really been phenomenal. I mean, you guys. I mean, you've been in the ballpark mm-hmm. on those mariachis nights. They're, the Bonkers. crowds are, are are not only there's a lot of people there. I mean, we have a lot of people at a lot of our games. Right. But it's just a different type of atmosphere. The atmosphere. Yeah. And and we really accomplished our goal of being authentic with uh, with the just the way that we've rolled out the whole mariachis deal with the dancers and the music and the food and a lot of the things that we do. And a lot of the people in the community have said thank you to us for, for being so authentic and, and not just trying to, you know, sell a ticket, right? I mean, it's really something that, that is important to the culture here. The worst thing we've ever, well, I can't say we've ever done it because we didn't do it. Because to answer your question, <laughs> what is this thing that the isotopes would not do? Um, our very first year, okay, when we were talking, and, and I've been in baseball already for a long time. I've been a general manager, and I came down here, and I'm trying to educate our staff as to what is a quality giveaway item. All right. We want our items that we give away at the gate, the first two, 3,000, whatever, to have a certain level of quality to it. Sure. So that it's, it's important for the sponsor, it's important for the fan that they get something that they think is really cool, right? Well, early before our first season even started, we had a sponsor who wanted to give away literally a foam visor, a sun visor made out of foam. Hmm. And okay. it, it was exactly. I mean, these things, they might have been really, really affordable, right? but they're cheap. Mm-hmm. And if we gave those out at the gates, our, my thought was, I mean, that's not how we want to be uh, identified. We gotcha. don't want to be, you know, we want there to be quality. If it's a T-shirt, if it's a jersey. If it's, you know, whatever the item, if it's a bobblehead, whatever it might be, you want there to be a certain level of perceived quality to it. And I just felt, honestly, that that foam visor wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> so I told our sales guy, I said, we got to go back to the license, to the uh, to the drawing board. Right. I think they ended up doing, like, a license plate frame or something. But even a license plate frame has, you know, uh, it has it's, a shelf life because people gonna are going to put the it on the longevity, right. Yeah. <laughs> but a foam visor, shoot, if there's a wind gust that comes up, as soon as they're putting it on their head, the wind's going to take it and blow it away right. and you'll never get it again. John, uh, I got a little clip for you. I want to see what you think about this. Okay. Amory, we got that clip ready? All right, let's hear it. And I'm going to be the first to say this. I never do this about my team, Amory. And I want to do this first time with you this morning. My team's going to the Super Bowl, all right? You're saying I'm saying that. Oh, my My gosh. I've never said Bob, this. Pat, we have to get this clip. I've never said this in the history of being a fan of a char- of the Chargers. We're going to the Super Bowl. Put it down. Okay. I'm saying. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, John. Okay. That's the most Homer pick you could possibly make, saying that your team is going to go to the Super Bowl. Never said it ever in my life. 
but I'm sticking to it. Man. So okay, Jump so up. that was from this year, that, like for the 22 this, was, season. This was this was actually Wednesday morning. Yeah, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, right. I, did the, I did the morning drive with uh, A. Marie. Okay, and uh, I just had to get that out of me. You know, I, <laughs> how do you I feel to, now? You I still feel, feel great. good. I feel. You saw my phone. I did. You saw my phone. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm impressed. I'm impressed yeah. with the loyalty. Yes. Right. Yes. And I I'm mean, not, I didn't jump on the L. A. Bandwagon. Right. I was. I was. See, there. I would have said last year they would have gone to the Super Bowl because it was in their stadium. Yeah. Right. Maybe they got a few tickets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you so, know why? Why not? I mean, you look at look how evenly matched the AFC West is right now. Right. I think I heard you guys say yesterday, like all those teams in that division are going to go nine and seven or seven and yeah. you know what? How many ever games there are yeah. now? Right. They're going to beat up on each other. You got it. So, why not? I mean, you got to look at their quarterback. He's, yes. This guy's. I remember seeing his first game and thought, this guy's, this guy's got potential. Yeah, yeah and, he's a stud. And he is a stud. And you look at that defense, I think they've I, – why not go for him? The only thing I say is as what? long as Coach Staley does not play Madden, we'll be okay. <laughs> we can't be going fourth and 20 on our own 10. But I think – Aren't they kind of all doing that now? Isn't yeah. that the sabermetrics of football? Analytics. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. Right? But we – we, we got a better defense, and I think, hey, take the three points, punt the ball, let our defense play. Yeah. Our offense is okay. So after hearing that, John, i got to ask you, okay. are you overly optimistic or overly pessimistic football fan? Like um, when, when your team, you're like, it's going to be our year. This is our year. This is our year. This is our year. I gave or that like, up 30 we years suck ago. Again. <laughs> I, so I grew up in Los Angeles. I was a big L.A. Rams fan growing up. Okay. okay. And then I moved to Canada. The Rams moved to St. Louis. And because of some family stuff, I ended up becoming a Green Bay Packers fan. And then hey. moving to here, kind of started hooking on to the Broncos. So I don't have a specific team, but I am very much all my teams, any sport, whatever. It's like, eh, they're going to lose. They're <laughs> terrible. You know, I mean, even when UCLA goes to the Final Four, yeah. you ask anybody. It's like, oh, everybody else says, oh, my God, what a great team they have. And I go, ah, they're going to get blown out by Carolina. Yeah. And they should have beat Carolina they in the Final have. Four this year. Yeah. But they didn't. See, that's me every other year. But this year, I was like, maybe if I change it up, something great will happen. So you normally you're pessimistic, very. But much this so. year, you put it out there. I just put it. I got out you. There. Yeah. All right. Yes. I'll that's give you ten bucks and let and it ride. To, to me, <laughs> to me, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. He's never picked his team ever, ever. until they're, they're kind of peaking right now. Yeah. Like, they're pretty good. This yeah. Like now do it. Finally, the time that you can do that. Yes. Me, I know my team's going to lose an NFC championship every year. <laughs> the, the Packers? Packers. <laughs> yeah, the Packers. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Is, um, he, is this on the field? Sure. Love him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't get well, any. I don't take medical advice from him. But, uh, on the field, yeah, I love the he guy. He was a pretty good host of Jeopardy. I thought he did pretty no, good. I agree with that, too. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, any, anything not in the medical field, he's spot on. You got it. But you know what? Do we really care about all that stuff? No. He's your quarterback. Yeah. So you want the team to do well. You just exactly. want touchdowns. Right? Yeah, he's touchdowns a, that's right. No interceptions. He's but a, chances are, yeah, they'll lose in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC Championship he's game. A, he's a football player. I wasn't going to seek his medical advice there you anyway. Go. There you go. Vice President and General Manager of the Isotopes, Mr. John Traub. Thanks for your time. Anything else that we missed before we go? No, guys, thanks for having us on. I'm glad you got over your technical difficulties. Yeah. I hope the phone holds out. Yes. Um, Look forward to seeing everybody. Are you guys going to be at the park tomorrow night? We'll be there tomorrow night, yeah, and I will 100% be there Sunday at Bark in the Park. Oh, good. So look out for me and my corgi. Very, your corgi? My corgi. Wow. Yeah. Um, friend of the show and uh, one of your prized employees, Dylan Storm, 
procured him a handsome mariachi scarf. Ah, very so, nice. Oh, look and the, look the for pictures, him in the mariachi the scarf. The pictures of him in the scarf are <laughs> so adorable. I, you don't see a lot of corgis around here. No, not a lot. No. Not a lot. And you would think there'd be more because corgis are lowriders. Albuquerque loves lowriders. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to go out. <laughs> more, more two men on when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And welcome back, Duke City. The boys are live from the Top Golf YMCA Charity Tournament, having a lot of fun out here for a good cause. Those of you joining us right at the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour, our apologies for the technical difficulties, but we've been running strong since then. Thanks for your patience and thanks for your understanding. The boys are back, and we are here to entertain you. Van Nunley here, right next to me, Robert Buck D. Gibson. And then also a special guest, Albert Ramirez, general manager of the YMCA Horn Branch, helped put on this event today. How's it going today, my friend? Uh, It's going wonderful. It's good to see all these wonderful Y supporters out here. So uh, you guys, radio show, thank you guys so much for coming out. You guys have been a big supporter getting this thing kicked off for us too. So we we just, uh, we're excited. A lot of great people out here don't... uh, Playing for a good cause, you know, supporting youth and families in our community and, and supporting the YMCA scholarship funds. So we're just appreciative of all that, and, and uh, it's going to be fun. The second annual Top Golf YMCA charity tournament. Having a lot of great prizes, a lot of fun here, a lot of fun teams. What, what I love about this group is it's not like a ball golf, outdoor golf course right? where – you're probably going to get a little bit judged on your swing, and they'll be, they'll be mad at you if you're taking time. Here we got golfers of every level here having fun. Absolutely. Got kids, got seniors, got, you know, got some, some good players out here as well, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, got a lot of great sponsors too, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to a few of them. Uh, McWick Construction, they're, they're our big gold sponsor for this event, and uh, we're just grateful that they're part of our, of our community. Uh, Life Fitness, uh, Zia Trust, Genius Law, United Private Networks, and Precor. They're all supporting the event as well. And we're just glad to have everybody here and participating and going to have a great time tonight to raise some money for some kids and families that need it. So, so how did it come up to be where Top Golf was the choice to have the uh, charity event? Yeah, we were in search of a charity event. Top Golf came into town, and we just said, that that's got to be a whole lot of fun, right? Right. Um, and so we we talked to Top Golf. They they were on board with it. Our, our uh, staff and board thought it was a great idea, and, and here we are. You know, and it, it was the second annual, and it, it's just growing. And you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Everybody's here and having a good time. So, you know, there's uh, um, some good hitters out here, and some 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 that struggle a little bit, but it doesn't really matter because it's about having fun. I was going to speaking of struggling. Uh, hitting the ball, wait till you see me. <laughs> I am the epitome of struggling to hit a golf ball. <laughs> have, have you been since the first time you played? No, I haven't. You, so you played literally <laughs> once in your entire life. That's it. Today's That's number it. two. Today's number two. That would be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, like we're, we're here to have fun, but this is fun for a good cause. Right. Where, where does the money raised go? How does this help the YMCA? Yeah, so, so what we do with the funds is we support a lot of families that just need support to be in some of our programs right and so we scholarship individuals this summer we scholarship families to go to our summer camps up to 75 percent at a lot of our sites of 
off the fees. We, we uh, scholarship families just to come and be healthy at the Y and have membership there. And, you know, a lot of individuals that actually come to the Y have some kind of ailment. So they're there trying to get better, trying to, to work on something, uh, sometimes pairing up with our personal trainers to help with that. But we make sure that we are there for the community, that the, we don't turn anybody away. If you can't afford to come to the Y, this is what this is about, to make sure, sure that we, everybody has access. So. And a little, if you can hear it in the microphone, a little bit of wind blowing right to left. So if you have a slice... This is your day to come golf. It's oh, man, well I, for me. I should have been out there right now. I, will, I wouldn't call it a, a win. I call it more of a breeze. Yeah. yeah. Brisk breeze, maybe. How can someone who doesn't own a business, just a regular old Joe in the community, if they want to help the YMCA, how can they do so? Yeah, there, you know, there's several ways, right? We, we are always, again, we're a volunteer-led organization. So, you know, time, treasure, or talent, right? Any of that is is something that we can put to good use. So, you know, stop by any of the branches if you want to volunteer. Um, if you do own a business and you want to sponsor an event, you know, stop by. Or if you just have a talent that you want to give back and maybe volunteer and do something with the youth, coach youth bath, basketball or soccer or something, our, our doors are open. We're always, you know, we are a community partner. We're here for the community, and a lot of the community gives back to us, so that's a good thing. And, and the YMCA... CA is always looking for help. So whether it's a, a paid position or volunteer, I mean, what are you guys looking for right now as far as help goes? Yeah. From, from a paid position, we are hiring for our, our after-school programs. We're hiring fitness uh, uh, coaches to work with, with people in our, in our uh, fitness centers, member services. It's always something open at the Y. So, you know, great place to work for, um, especially if you're a college student. You know, it gives you time to Get a little money and come work at the Y, but you also have time to do your homework and go to school too. So a lot of great, great opportunities. For any parents that are listening and have been, you know, gauging if they want to put their kids into the YMCA, what, what, what makes the YMCA stick out for, than other things that they can put their children into? Yeah, so I think one of the things is, one, you know, we are a community organization. So, you know, we focus on developing kids, not just taking care of kids, but we want to develop them. We want to teach them skills. We want to teach them character. Uh, we want to make sure that they grow up to be good people in society, right? And so we definitely, uh, I think that sets us apart, right? right? That, that we aren't just here about, you know, taking care of people's kids. We, right. we really want to watch them grow That's and awesome. achieve good things. So, Well, it's an absolute honor to be on the board of the YMCA and aid in absolutely anything that the YMCA does. We're so proud to have you guys as a partner and a sponsor and, you know, just being linked with everything that you guys do for the community. You know, we cherish this friendship and, you know, we'll support you guys to the end of the earth going forward. So thanks again. Uh, we, we appreciate that. And like I said, you guys have been phenomenal. And we just, we, again, can't tell you how much we appreciate the support from you guys and all our community partners. But you guys definitely do a great job for us and, and we appreciate it. So thank you. Albert Ramirez, general manager of the YMCA Horn Branch, uh, basically single-handedly put this tournament on all by himself. Not a drop of help, just a solo rogue effort completely, right? I, I wouldn't say that. We got, a, we, got a, we got a great team with the Horn Board, including yourself and Fred. So you guys are all, all amazing. I just kind of, kind of, I'm just here and kind of guide a little bit. That's it. Albert Ramirez, the YMCA, anything we missed before we uh, let you go? 
No, no. Uh, you know, again, we're enrolling for all our uh, fall programs, youth sports leagues. By the way, those are free to members. So take part in that. Um, after school programs, child care programs, you know, all of that's going right now. So come see us. You heard it right there. Come support your local YMCA. They're doing amazing things in the community. When we come back, Ned James joins us. We're talking some football. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Having a lot of fun here at the YMCA Top Golf Charity Tournament. Having a lot of fun for a good cause. Joining us on the Sports Animal Hotline, friend of the show, friend in real life, former Lobo quarterback, former NFL coach, current NFL contributor, and our football correspondent, Ned James. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Hey, Ben. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me on, man. Glad to be here. How you hey, guys doing, doing great. over at Top Golf? Hey, doing great. Having a lot of fun for a good cause. I'm jealous. I'm stuck behind the table, and I don't have a club in my hand and a beer in the other hand, but here we are. So, Ned, uh, Kyler Murray got PAID paid today. Do you think this is a good deal for Kyler Murray? Do you think this is a good deal for the Cardinals organization? Wow. $160 million guaranteed for Oompa Loompa, uh, a munchkin. Absolutely <laughs> happy. I mean, yeah. you get a guy, you know, he's not that prototypical quarterback, um, you know, but that position goes in cycles. Uh, you got old men, you know, like myself, who are, you know, into the traditional big, tall, stiff guys in the pocket. Um, you know, it's it's the Bill Polian, you know, Bill Polian, and that narrative of these uh, quarterbacks having to be a special type of quarterback to play. I mean, Bill Polian is a, is a Hall of Fame GM, and he essentially said Lamar Jackson could never play quarterback in the NFL. And that just shows you, you know, I tell J.J. all the time, I say, hey, J.J., do not believe anybody over 45. I said 45, but I think I'm going to drop it to 40. If their mouth is moving, they're lying. They don't know what they're talking about. The new age, the, the new young, hip, cool thing, us old guys, we don't know that. I mean, you know, I, the, 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 I think Lamar Jackson is probably the greatest college quarterback to ever play college football. I mean, the guy averaged 300 passing, 100 yards rushing a game for two straight years. I don't think anybody's ever going to break that record. I never in my mind thought he could play at the level in the NFL, being in the NFL. And with the prototypical NFL quarterback, he is a big, you know, stiff unathletic guy who plays in the pocket who makes the most money and who's probably the worst athlete on the team uh, but he's making the most money uh, but these, these guys like uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray these guys that are running these RPO systems it, it's, it's changed the game it's a, it's a different game now uh, when those guys play and uh, you know it's well deserved and uh, Lamar Jackson is probably well deserving but old stiff guys you know like myself and the Bill Polians we, we still like these prototypical big you know, strong guys in the pocket. But, uh, the, you know, times change and, you know, things change. So good for him. And I think, uh, you know, he's uh, he's well-deserving. He got the GM and the head coach a new contract, so he deserves a contract. 
So I got a question for you, Ned. I am a Chargers fan. I am a huge Chargers fan. What do you Atta see? Boy. Well, what not? What do you see? How do you see that AFC West playing out this season? Well, you know, the Chargers are, are shoot, they're stacked. I, I've always liked the Chargers. I mean, the fact that they haven't gotten into the playoffs, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but it speaks to a lot of things other than the players. And, and, and as a fan and as people who watch the game, you want to say, hey, why isn't this team winning Super Bowls with the caliber of talent that they have? And, it, and that's why I tell people all the time, you know, just like you have superstar players, you have superstar coaches, you have superstar GMs, you have superstar owners. And the Chargers lack in those categories, and so you know, it's, it, you know, you want to say that they're great. You want to say that they, you know, they have everything. You know, I have this thing. JJ gives me a hard time about it all the time, but I say, you know, the quarterback's got to be either from Texas or from California in order to get to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. You know, a couple of years ago, only 95 percent of the quarterbacks in the, in the playoffs were from California or Texas. Uh, uh, high school football players from California or Texas, and um, except for Lamar Jackson, who was from Florida, but. You know, that's the only thing I told them up, too. Herbert's a, he's not a California guy. He's from Oregon. But no, but, but other than that, yeah, they, they've got the team. I'm a, I'm a little concerned with the coaching. Uh, I hate to say that yeah. because as a coach, you don't want to criticize coaching. You don't want to criticize management. Um, that's kind of been their Achilles heel uh, is, the, is the management and the, um, and the coaching. But, uh, yeah, they've got all the pieces there. You know, it's just, you know, you got to get to the playoffs. It's hard enough to win games in the NFL. It's even harder to win a playoff game, and they need that experience of being in the playoffs and winning a playoff game before you can you can see their you know their trajectory as far as them uh, being Super Bowl champions at some point. Hey, knowing Robert as long as I have, you saying that it's bad coaching is music to his ears Thank right you. now. I've been saying it. I think they got all the no, pieces except say, for a, a coach with the same mental. I don't, like the, I don't like to criticize coach as a former coach. I'm just saying that could be one of the reasons why. I'm not going to just go out on the limb Could and say, possibly oh, be, just but, maybe. But with that being said, you know, it's, a, it's kind of, you know, when you look at all things considered, uh, you may want to, take a peek at those two things the management the coaching so ned the san francisco 49ers gave jimmy g the opportunity to, to seek a trade himself is is this the niners doing the right thing for a quarterback that they're not going to use or but to me this is coded language to me what i hear is we couldn't trade you you try now hmm. what does this sound like to you I don't know about all that. You know, it, you got to go back to the Drew Brees situation in San Diego when he was with the Chargers in San Diego and, uh, and Phillip Rivers. Now, Drew Brees had, it had a similar thing where he, he tore his whole, you know, right arm, everything in his arm, and, and everybody thought he was a done deal. Now, uh, Jimmy's coming off that, that shoulder surgery. I mean, modern technology, these guys nowadays, the way science is, how they can bring guys back from injuries is, is almost miraculous at times. Um, so I don't know. Jimmy G hasn't thrown. He's not going to throw until next month sometime. I mean, he's, he's coming off of surgery. It's kind of hard to trade a guy who's, who hasn't thrown yet. I mean, so that's, that's difficult. And, um, you know, he may be okay. He may make it, you know, uh, but you got to play the rookie. you got to play this. You know, you can't draft the guy third overall and then, you know, just sit him on the bench for three years. I mean, he's, he's had a chance to look at things and see how things, see the speed of the game. You know, they, this whole talk of him not looking good in practice, it's just practice, you know. He's got to get out there with live rounds in, in a regular season game and try to win some games for him. And then, you know, they've got to be, be able to see what they have. And the only way they're going to do that is to play him. And if they have Jimmy G there, they're not going to be able to play him. 
Let me go. Let me delve a little deeper into this because I agree the Niners to take it to the next level. They need to give Trey Lance a test ride. But I see about eight to ten teams in the NFL that Jimmy G would be an upgrade for. Like when healthy, he's won seventy-five percent of his games. The two seasons that he played a full season, he went to the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl. Is is this a a matter of circumstance? the team that he's playing for or do you think he's like the type of quarterback that can lead a team in the playoffs well he's got the pedigree you know he's got the he's what i call the skins on the wall he's done it he's won you know you could you can criticize you know everything there is to, to criticize about a guy like him but at the same time he's won um but just remember um you know tom the cheater brady was uh uh robert Kraft's pet cat <laughs> And, and, and Bill Belichick was trying to get rid of him for 10 years, and the guy had won Super Bowls. So there, there, there becomes this expiration date on certain guys. You know, you have to, you know, you want to be a little bit too early than a little bit too late on guys uh, because you get trapped with them. And so I think, you know, they're trying to look out for their best interest in San Francisco, and I think they're just trying to get ahead of the game uh, with getting this young quarterback ready. And when you pick a guy third overall, you gotta you got to play him. And so... I just think that Jimmy G, I don't think that there's eight to nine teams in the NFL that he can, he can roll in there and just be the guy. Uh, and so, I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, it's, it's just really tough. I mean, he's, he's had a good career. Uh, I think somebody may, may want to have him as a, as a quality backup guy. He may want, you know, starter money. That may, that may be a hindrance. Uh, so it's just going to be tough. I, I just don't know if there's any teams out there that are willing to roll the dice with the guys coming off of surgery and uh, you know they don't know if he's really going to be ready yet they haven't he's not going to throw for another until <laughs> next month and and so to, yeah. to risk that kind of salary on him it, it would be kind of risky so i have to ask well i have to bring up the dallas cowboys if i don't the listeners will be very upset <laughs> is this the is this the last season that dallas goes without having sean payton as their coach Ooh, good question. We're going after coaches. Oh, we can't go after coaches. <laughs> McCarthy's a good coach. I mean, he's he's not he hasn't done a bad job. He probably got one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL uh, as their defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if uh, if, uh, if if Jerry Jones has got that uh, that blueprint uh, out there and ready to go with uh, with the quarterback. I mean, you got a quarterback who's you know he's going on his second coach now. Uh, he was with the other coach for a long time, and now he's. This is going on his, I think, his third season with uh, McCarthy, second or third season with McCarthy. So, I mean, he should be rolling now. Um, you know, sure, they've got to win some playoff games. You know, they've got, you know, he's gotten them to the playoffs. He's won a playoff game. He's got to win some playoff games. And uh, I don't necessarily believe it's the head coach. Um, the whole Sean Payton sweepstakes thing, the whole, you know, I'm taking a year off and looking at things and, and I'm on a pick and, have personnel control and I've got to have this and that and you know you never know where he wants to go he may want to go somewhere where he has more control so it, it just all depends um, I do think Mike McCarthy's a good coach so I would I would hate to see you know him have to leave because uh, you know it's a uh, you know uh, Jerry Jones feels like you know he's got to have the new toy in town and so uh, Sean Payton gets the gets the gets the call but you know he's a good coach as well but at the same time you know your quarterbacks you know, you're going to have to get along with the quarter. That's the one thing I thought was missing with um, Dallas is their quarterback-head coach connection. I just wanted to see if McCarthy could really 
bond and get you know that kind of camaraderie with uh, with Dak Prescott uh, like he had when he was in uh, Green Bay. Uh, but I, you know I haven't seen the jury's still out on that one. Um, but they've got to win some games. They've got to win some playoff games. It's going to be tough. I thought the, I thought the receiver, even though. I don't really like him personally because of what he did with the COVID <laughs> stuff. Uh, I thought he was a good player. I thought losing Amari Cooper is is going to be is going to be a difficult thing for them because they don't have a a true legit number one guy. And Gallup's coming off of a knee. Uh, he's not going to be ready. They're saying for a little bit, but uh, you know it's 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 tough. The league is tough, and so we're gonna, we're going to see if they're going to be able to you know compete and, and win their conference and you know win their division. I think, and I think they can do that, but. Uh, uh, they've got to win some playoff games, or else Jerry may get a little The boys are having a lot of fun today. We are live from the YMCA Top Golf Charity Tournament. Ned James, more NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live from Top Golf. This is the YMCA charity tournament today, having a lot of fun for a great cause. We're going to talk some more NFL as we still have, let's just call him two men on's NFL insider, Ned James. Welcome back to the program, Ned. I got a question about Kyler Murray. I know we led with the contract, but I want to ask a broader question. And, you know, this, this kind of gets brought up every couple years about running quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, they really don't have the shelf life that pocket quarterbacks do, your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera. You think it was like a really smart move on the Arizona Cardinals' part not to sign some massive 10-year deal, but lock him in for five years while you know he's still going to have those wheels, he's still going to be in his prime. What are your thoughts? got to be careful with that term, shelf life, um, you know, that's the term that uh, is used. You know, you, can, you, you, you have to be, you know, to say that you can give Tom Brady, just because a guy is a big, tall, stiff guy who can play in the pocket, six foot four, it doesn't necessarily translate. Especially, you know, J.J. Buck beats me up because he hates, uh, what was the quarterback that won the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens that got all that cash and then was a dud after that? Uh, um, waka Waka Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Yeah, yeah Joe Flacco. Yeah. Now, you're saying give Joe Flacco 10-year contracts, but give guys like Kyler Murray five-year contract. I keep telling you, Van, you got to stay young. Don't be like us yeah. old curmudgeons and Bill <laughs> Polian types who don't like rock stars. I remember a kid jumping me about Vince Young. Vince Young was a rock star. He was rookie of the year. I said, this guy is awful. He's terrible. But he was a rock star. He could run. He could jump around. You're talking about paying guys, and you have to think when you talk about quarterbacks. These are the worst athletes on the field next to the kickers <laughs> and the punters, and they get paid the yeah. most money. Just think about it. Tom Brady's 48 years old. There's no other place he could play on the field other than quarterback because he's too old. And you can play that position because you can't get touched. You can only get touched in a certain area. If you get touched too hard there, it's a penalty. Now you got these guys who have changed the game, these Lamar Jacksons, these, these mm-hmm. Kyler Murrays. 
these guys that can run like Sir Francis Tarkenton did with the Minnesota Vikings back in the day. He could run around for days and nobody could touch him. He went to four Super Bowls. And he was a lily pudding. He was a oompa loompa. He was a munchkin. He was a, 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 a mighty mite. You know, these are small guys. But we, we put this, we have these stereotypes. We have these, uh, I don't know, these preconceived notions about a short person not being able to handle the duties of an NFL quarterback when we, we, we like these guys who are big stiffs and we think that they're the prototypical guys who are going to get you to the promised land. But the game changes. You know, it goes in cycles. And maybe we're cycling in another direction where these guys that do this RPO stuff, they can run around and, uh, you know, maybe you can get a Super Bowl. I mean, Kaepernick did a little bit of it. I don't think Kaepernick was quite as good a passer. But, you know, his brother's no dummy. The brother of the guy who had him in the Super Bowl, the two brothers went against each other in the Super Bowl. He decided, hey, let's go to their style instead of the Flacco Mm -hmm. style. And he went to the style that his brother was using, which is the RPO and the running quarterback. So we just don't know. And I think, you know, it's unfair for guys like me who are old, who, who think that, you know, it should be the way it used to be. Uh, and that we should have big six foot five quarterbacks that this new style of quarterbacking can't work. So, so last year, Mac Jones as a rookie exceeded all expectations, balled out. Who do you see being the rookie coming up this year that's going to do the same thing, whether it be on the offense or the defense side? Uh, there's no one. There might be a wide receiver that might jump out. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Uh, to be, you know, the rookie, because you can't really tell. The thing with Mac Jones, mm-hmm. you got to give Bill Belichick and the New England Cheaters credit. <laughs> um, that guy can coach. I mean, you know, J.J. came at me last year. like, there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. I go, J.J., they're going to make the playoffs. They've got Bill Belichick as the coach, and, they've got, you know, they know what they're doing. You know, sometimes, just like I always try to, try to tell guys, it's like you have superstar players you got superstar coaches, and a little bit of it has to do with the coaches. The guy that is a little underrated, and a lot of people are talking about now, is the defensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bengals. That guy didn't get enough credit last year for how well they played. Uh, and so there's little things like that, little nuances. I think, you know, I really like the quarterback in Detroit, but, I, you know, the coaching staff, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not quite sure about. So it, it's, it's a little bit of a combination of all things. That's what makes the NFL so great. It makes it so popular because you just never know going out there, you know, hey, look, I've got the best team. You're looking at the, at the Chargers. We've got the best team. They're loaded on defense. Derwin James is probably one of the best safeties there is. The quarterback seems like he's a 10-year vet. They can't make the playoffs. You know, Carson Wentz is one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's a meathead, but he's one of my favorite quarterbacks because he's athletic. He's big, strong, play. He leads everybody into, the, into darkness because he doesn't want to get vaccinated, and they don't make the playoffs. The, the owner didn't even want him to fly back with the team after Jacksonville. They, they lost out in Jacksonville. Where they, and if they would have won, they would have been in the playoffs. So it's just, you never know. It's chemistry. It's a lot of things. That's what makes the NFL so great and makes everybody so excited about it. And, uh, you know, you just never know. Uh, with these young players, with rookies, eh, who cares? Rookies, you just you just never know with rookies. You know, there's a lot of, you know, talented guys. But sometimes, you know, the money makes them crazy. You don't know what to do. Some of them, you, you know, you get a second or third rounder. Not getting any, you never even heard of them, and the guy winds up making the Pro Bowl. So you just never know in the NFL. Ned James, you said it perfectly. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. You're an absolute wealth of knowledge and experience. We love having you on. Got to get you on ASAP. Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Great show. You guys keep up the good work. And, hey, thanks for doing that great charity for, uh, for the community out there.
Absolutely. We love the YMCA and everything they do for the community, and we love Robert Buck D. Gibson. Thanks for sitting in with me today, yes, and we'll sir. be seeing you tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will be at the lab live before the Isotopes game. More sports and sports-adjacent content. We've got one more hour to go, and this hour is going to be special as a voice of ProView Networks and the voice of the Duke City Gladiators, Sebastian Noel, joins me to talk sports. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. The boys are live at Top Golf for the YMCA Charity Tourney. Having a lot of fun for a great cause out here. Uh, I haven't been looking at the scoreboard. I've been trying to uh, focus on the show here. But I think my team of ringers who are right in front of me, I think they have a very comfortable lead. So I'm really excited not to do anything whatsoever and take home that trophy. We're live at Top Golf, but as always, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio. Anything for your real estate needs, make sure you reach out to John Lopez. He's the absolute best in the business. Whether you need to sell your million-dollar home or you're looking for your starter home for your new young family, John Lopez is your guy. Special shout-out to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Not only are they a proud sponsor of Two Men On, they are also a sponsor of the YMCA, and they're sitting right next to my ringers. So special shout-out to Mexico Pinion Coffee and owner-operator GM El Presidente Matt Breger. Heck of a dude, and we're honored to partner and sponsor with him. Make a little noise, Albuquerque. Make a little noise, Duke City and surrounding areas. Voice of ProView Networks, voice of your Duke City Gladiators, Sebastian Noel joins us for the last hour of the program. What's happening, my guy? Hey, man, I'm glad to be here with you. You know, I love me some top golf. It, it is so much fun. See, I like to come on uh, Tuesdays as a half price night, or as Smart. I like to call it, Albuquerque night, because that's when everyone gets real loose here. Oh, nice. And so I go down those foxholes on YouTube and just look at vid- of videos of people falling into the net oh sweet and i think tuesday is my best odds to see that happen live (laughs) that is brilliant so that's kind of what i do i always request a bay upstairs i look at to see who's probably had the most to drink and i I try to keep an eye on them and see if i can see that happening live someone just face planting into the netting uh well my team of ringers who is sitting right in front of us uh are a couple rounds deep already so i think uh but outside of tuesday this team right in front of you right now is your best bet to fall off the cliff. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. Keep an eye. They're right here. Yeah. So what's the haps with your Duke City Gladiators? Big match this weekend. Uh, it's still a game, man. <laughs> Matches, as you know, are only uh, played on the pitch. But, uh, yeah, I guess Sunday afternoon they're in Phoenix, you know. So uh, number one seat, the uh, Rattlers, the uh, hated. The hated Rattlers. Yeah, yeah, the well, hated cheating-ass cheating. Rattlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. You know, it's going to be a tough test. You know, we, we haven't beat them yet in franchise history, but why not start right now in the playoffs, get a little revenge from last year when we were uh, cheated 
in the Western Conference Finals. Absolutely cheated, and we need some sweet, sweet redemption. Uh, 0-2 against them this year. They, yep. they knocked the Offensive Player of the Year out for the season. First game of the year. Luckily, we're going to have this season's Offensive Player right. of the Year, Ramon Atkins, step up. And it seems like, what, what do you think? How many t- games do you think it took him to get his sea legs to really take control of that offense? Because it seems like he's been in stride five, six weeks now. Oh, I mean, it literally it took him a game. You know, they got back home, and next thing you know, he's out there, and he just looks comfortable, which is it's harder to do than maybe the listener would think because that indoor game on that small field, it's all about timing with those two receivers getting the start before the snap. It's pretty, and especially the offense they run, Nate Davis's old offense, right? It's all just timing routes, right? Yes. So yes, to, yes, yes. to get that rhythm going, he got it going so quickly early in the season. Uh, it, it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's really impressive. Like, number one, he's never played arena no. football before. Never. Number two, he is a young man. He just got out of college. Right. And not only to play not necessarily a different game, but a different version of the same game and still be young, still be impressionable, and just get the keys to the Porsche, how much does that say for him as a good kid and also just a flat-out talented quarterback? Well, yeah, he checks both boxes, right? I never got any indication from any of the guys that I talked to that, hey, this young guy's in here and he's a hothead or anything like that. Well, you know, young guys tend to be. Because let's be honest, he's joining a team of some real alphas, right? Sure. You know, he comes in with a Adelo Davis, a Byron Cooper you guys have had on the show and sure, all those guys. Sure, great. So if he doesn't go in there, put his head down, and is willing to learn, those guys would chew him up and spit him out. But that never happened. He was in there like a sponge, and, and the results are showing. He's a lead, Nobody has more passing touchdowns in the league than Ramon Atkins. Spe- speaking of getting the keys to the Porsche, we've got a new head coach on the Duke City Gladiators. That's right, Fred uh, Co- Griggs. Yeah, Coach Fred Griggs. How's, uh, how's he going to fit with the boys? Well, you know, he's been on the team since the championship years in the CIF. He's been the defensive coordinator. He's been the general manager. So he's, you know, responsible for bringing a lot of these guys in here. So uh, I think it'll be pretty seamless. Coach Carter will still be there coaching up the offensive line. So if it's one thing that these gladiator players are used to, it's uh, a new head coach every year. Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of turnover in the IFL already, and it's hard to keep your, your core because it's, it's literally written into the rules right. that you could only keep X amount of players every year. Seven. Seven vets is all you're allowed on your roster. And so once someone has played three years of, of indoor professional ball, they're, they're considered a vet. So let's just go basic here. Let me softball one into you right here. What are the keys to the game? How do the Gladiators beat the hated Rattlers? Well, one, the rat, we need to make sure the Rattlers aren't cheating. Correct. That'll be a tough one, though. Okay, I'm writing this down. Okay. Step one. But if we can if we can overcome a lot of the cheating, then obviously it's got to be a perfect game. There's been games where the offense has played really well against them and the defense hasn't. There's been games where the defense, I thought, looked very good against them, but the offense stalled out. And then there's even been games where the offense and defense complement each other nicely and they just kill us on special teams. They're that good. Like, they're the best team in the league, so it's going to take a perfect game. So three one-point losses this year, and then one just absolute heartbreaker where the opposing team gets two onside kicks. Right. Like, what's the difference in those four games with their playoff seeding and their chances to win? Well, it's huge. I mean, they split those games, and they could probably be the two seed, right? So it's big. But I think, they're, you know, they learned from those because special teams looked a lot better last week in the home finale 
because all four of those close losses, special teams was a problem. Clock management was a little bit of a problem. So, you know, hopefully they put that behind them and come out with the W on Sunday. So the onside kick L's, to me, that's just a freak occurrence. You know, the odds are obviously stacked against them for that. But let's look at those three one-point losses. If they're leading at the end of the game, what's the difference in the team now than the team that was on the field when they took those close L's? Well, you know, I mean, the thing is in the league, you have to have the ball last. That is almost the most important thing. Sure. And that's what I tell people that don't go to a lot of games. You know, because we, we had a game against Tucson where there was 28 points scored in the last minute. So the key to any game, and we can almost, and usually Daryl Stoneham and I do a good job pointing it out on the broadcast. If it feels like a tight game, you can usually tell by the second or third quarter, you know, okay, you got to have the ball last. It's In the indoor game, it's about possessions, right? And you have to have the ball last. So I think if they were able to better manage the clock and ensure that they had the ball last, I think they probably win three, if not all four of those games, and they're the two seed. But I, I think they've gotten better from some of those losses. So the game's this Sunday in Phoenix. How does Duke City, how do the friends of the show support their gladiators this weekend? Well, the game's on YouTube as always, so just go to IFL Football. It'll be on YouTube there. I know locally they have a, a watch party over at Dave & Buster's usually, and so plenty of ways to check it out. But, hey, you know, Phoenix is like literally uh, just a short drive away. Yeah, sure. So, you know. Just make the trip, right? Yeah, just go be there in person and yeah. cheer on your boys. Yeah, I mean, you need to see the cheating firsthand and see what we're talking about, right? How how the Rattlers operate, right? You want to see it. Yes, you need more eyewitnesses to this cheating. Right. And then when when these losers from the state next to us, right. you can rat them out. Yes. Because it, it doesn't go against Burke Code no. that snitches get stitches no. if it's your rival, right. your hated rival that's already cheated. So if you see cheatlery... Make sure you report it to the authorities only in this one IFL match, not in real life here in Albuquerque. Right. We, we get enough fans out there in Phoenix to write a sternly worded letter to the commissioner. Well, no, you see, the Rattlers head coach appointed the commissioner, so that wouldn't work either. Oh, my God. See, it runs deep, man. It runs so deep. It's like they're covering their tracks. Yeah. Okay, this is Zap Ruder. This is JFK all it's, over again. It's, it's not just beating the Rattlers. You got to go out there and beat the system. You got to beat the system. You got to beat the system. You're up against it. Yeah. The the cards are stacked against right. you. Right. There's no way to win except for taking a hold of this one opportunity right. and shoving it in their faces. Right. And taking that glory that was stolen from you last year. Go Gladiators. Sometimes you just have to grab opportunity by the haunches. <laughs> and and you well you know the rest, man. Of course. Yes, I do know the rest of that quote, and I cannot say it here. One half of the baseball season in the books, we had a slightly above average all-star game. We had a very memorable home run derby. Let's talk a little second half baseball when we get back. I want to talk about my AL West, and I want to talk about your NL East when we get back. More sports and sports adjacent content. The boys are live from Top Golf at the YMCA Charity Tourney. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live from Top Golf as we are at the YMCA. 
charity golf tournament, raising some money for the YMCA scholarship funds. Scholarship funds, excuse me. If you can't hear in the background, there's a lot of fun to be had out here. A lot of laughs, a lot of screams, a lot of oohs, a lot of ahs. And now we got a lot of Sebastian Noel. Welcome to the program, my friend. Oh, glad to be here, man. You know, usually when when Fred asks me to fill in, I politely decline because I said, "Well, I can't fill Van's shoes." But when you ask me to fill in for Fred, oh, I mean, yeah, anyone can do that. Right? Well, I mean, you, you you mean this literally because you and Fred have the same size shoes. True, true. Yeah, you can't yeah, fit true. into my shoes true. as I have those small, thin, Asian binded feet. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference there. I know you're a huge baseball fan. Well, you, you're a fan of all sports. You're, yeah. you're Mr. Everything when it comes to sports. But I appreciate that you have a knowledge of baseball that can keep up with my dorkdom. Right. And I would like to talk about your Atlanta Braves and their chase of the New York Mets in the National League East. To me, it seems like they're on a war path to both make the playoffs, and it's just a total war of attrition in between both of these two teams. Who do you see winning this objectively as a broadcaster, oh. not not as a Braves fan? Oh, okay. Well, I was going to correct you and say the, the world champion Atlanta Braves, but, no, oh, come on. That's the Braves' division to lose, right? I mean, the Mets are going to met. That's going to happen. Just when does it start, right? Now, that's if you were a betting man and you try to pinpoint when will this Mets collapse start, that's the million-dollar question, right? Yeah, okay, I mean, what, what's going to trigger it? Is it going to be a rash of injuries that has happened before, a rash of arrests that has happened before, the lack of a manager falling asleep in the, in the, the clubhouse, which has happened before? Mm. What's the trigger that's going to cause the Mets' downfall and the Braves' ascension? And you're completely objective, non-Braves fan eyes. All of the above, okay. I think, is what we can count on, right? The injuries being the most likely. Um, the wild card in all this is when do the, I know we mentioned this before, but when do the players get tired of Buck Showalter? Because sure. that always happens, right? He He's really good to rebuild and stuff, but players seem to not enjoy playing for him, and so that'll go sour pretty quickly. And then, yeah, you know, the arrests, that would be the cherry on top. <laughs> Death, taxes, MLB players hate Buck Showalter. So I want to know... Put on your GM hat here for a second. How in the world did the Braves convince Ron Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies to take what I can only assume is half their market value? Yeah. How did this work? How did they pull this off? I Those think- are Acuna Jr. is a $500 million guy. Yeah. Ozzie Albies is like a $250, $300 million guy. But they're getting half that from the Braves. And right. they did it willingly. Yes. And Albies, I would say, maybe he's even a little higher because at that position to get his offensive production, really the only comparison, and I know you're a baseball dork, so you'll know, but the, the Indians in the 90s, right? Sure. The, the then Cleveland Indians, what John Hart was able to do then and get all those guys signed super young in their career, right? Joe, uh, Tommy, Bell, Manny Ramirez, all those guys. That's really the only time that's ever happened, but... I mean, as a fan, I'm just ecstatic because if those guys would have hit the open market, there's no way they're both wearing Atlanta Braves jerseys for 10 more years. I, I think the the Braves are going to be, if they stay healthy, if they can avoid catastrophe with their stars, uh, the Braves are going to be legitimate for a decade. They're going to be at the top of the NL East for a decade. 
And another th- another team that I think is going to be on top for a decade or so is my beloved Houston baseball Astros. And as as the loyal the loyal listener and friend of the show knows, born and raised right outside right. of Houston, Texas. It's not an Alex Bregman thing. It's not a I love people who cheat thing. It's like they, I've been indoctrinated to love this team my whole life. And what they did with the uh, what the Braves did with Acuna Jr. The Astros just did with Jordan Alvarez. They got him for pennies on the dollar, and they locked him up for six more years, which will be seven total. Are we going to see the Astros versus the Braves every friggin' year for a decade? Are people going to get sick of this? Hey, I could get used to it. <laughs> Same. I mean, right? I mean, I think the Yankees are going to have something to say about that. Sure. I mean, because that's obviously going to be your, your American League Championship Series there. And, of course, the Dodgers, I mean – I, to see their name, I mean, okay, really, Juan Soto, their name's coming up there. Like, it's crazy. How much money can they spend, right? All of it. Yeah. Literally all of it because it's, they have all of it. At that point, it just becomes almost unfair, doesn't it? I mean, it should be like, like Manchester United has, like, multiple Manchester United teams, like ABCD. It should just, it's Yankees East and Yankees right. West. Because the Dodgers and the Yankees are going to spend so much more money than everybody every year. And then you have, like, a second tier of teams. Right. You know, your Bostons, uh, Chicago Cubs, Houston Astros can compete. And then after those five or six teams, there's a huge drop-off. So you have to, like, strike while the iron is hot kind of situation, like the Nationals or the Rays. Who do you see as an organization on the rise that can compete for the next few years with these big spenders? I mean, I don't know if anyone can compete with the spenders as far as bringing in talent, so you have to develop your own. I mean, you look around the standings, there's only three divisions that really might entertain us down the stretch, right? I mean... Uh, Vitel's Brewers always sure. seem to find a way to get it done, right? Yeah. Um, I can promise you, with Fred not here, we are not talking St. Louis Cardinals today. We could, yeah, we could that's, take, that's t- not happening. take a day off. No, we're yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. we're good. So that's not happening. I don't know, man. I think uh, you remember Bob Costas wrote a book about baseball where he kind of argued for not only a salary cap but a salary floor. I am 100% on board with the salary floor. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to see the floor and the cap to kind of – Give us some of that parity that we tend to see in the NFL, but I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not trying to dodge your question in any way, but I just the rich always get richer, and other than the Braves who develop, right, and then your Astros who've signed some guys, you don't see a lot of guys. A lot of teams operate like that, right? So it's hard to imagine. It doesn't happen in baseball, right? Teams don't just come out of nowhere to sudden like the Marlins aren't going to be good tomorrow. That's not going to happen. Sure. Right, it doesn't really happen in Major League Baseball. It definitely doesn't happen overnight. Right, but you've seen like success in the past decade, i.e., the Red Sox rise. You know, the Cubs blowing it all up and being successful. The Astros blowing it all up and being successful. You got to really dive into it, and then five years later, if you develop correctly, if you sign the right guys, you can compete with the big dogs. But I see a problem here. Like, like you mentioned a salary floor. I think if you get, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, the, the term escapes me. Um, you share the funding of the, of the salary. Yeah, revenue sharing. Revenue, revenue, sharing. Sh- revenue sharing. If you get revenue sharing and you're one of the bottom tier 
uh, baseball teams, you have to spend that money on your team. On player you, personnel you can't. You can't just right. pocket it. You can't use it to, to build new bleachers that no one's going to sit in. You have to build it. You have to spend it on your roster. And I think that would set a better precedent for these lower-tier and middle-tier teams. And then eventually you would raise. See, I in baseball, I like the luxury tax. But I think the luxury tax should be way harsher for those that exceed it to turn it into more of a salary cap. I think it's obviously not punitive enough, right? Look at the sure. Dodgers. So there needs to yeah. be escalators like, okay, we're going to take all this money, but if you're still over the luxury tax, okay, next season you have to play with a 24-man roster. Okay, next year you got to go with a 23-man roster. And something to punish these these Dodgers, right? But, like, we're talking about teams that, you know, come together. Like, I think the Cubs blew it up way too early. Right? I think they were too impatient. I think if they would have added some pitching to that equation, I didn't like them letting Baez walk. I didn't like them letting Rizzo walk. I think they broke that thing up way too soon. So you also have to have patience as an organization because it's not going to work out every year, right? Two minutes, Rob. You get an injury, you get an injury, that year is over. But you can't count, against, you can't count that against the organization, right? So there's patience involved, too. And sometimes owners just aren't very patient. Yeah, I mean, as a baseball fan, I love the game. I love everything about the game of baseball. And I'm standing on top of my mountain, basically all by myself, screaming for my love of baseball. And I think it's a great sport. And I think MLB has finally turned a corner on getting more attention to exciting players and getting it into urban communities and highlighting the personalities of their individuals and then shortening the game to make it more active and more exciting. Now if they could just make it a sprinkle more competitive, I think the MLB is really on to something. And they need the Angels to not suck. They need Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs on national TV every week. You could make an argument that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are the two best players in Major League Baseball and they have not been in the playoffs, and it is quite sad to see. More sports and sports adjacent talk as the boys are live from Top Golf. When we get back, you're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Duke City, the boys are back, and the boys are in the house here at Top Golf for the YMCA charity tournament. Having a lot of fun for a great cause. Joined by, on my right, by voice of ProView Networks, voice of the Duke City Gladiators, Sebastian Noel. And luckily, fortuitously to his right, President and CEO of New Mexico, New Mexico Pinon Coffee, Matt Breger. Welcome to the program. Thanks, man. Good, good to be here. Absolutely. And thanks for everything New Mexico Pinon does for the community. Thanks for supporting everything that we do in the community and the YMCA and every hat that you wear. And it's a lot of hats. So kudos to you and kudos to your organization for everything that you do for Albuquerque and the surrounding areas. Right. Thank you. We're just happy to be involved. And uh, it's what we need to do as a business is give back. And, and, and you mean that truthfully, and I know you mean that humbly, and I can't state enough everything that you guys do for the community, and we're so honored to be a partner and sponsor of everything that you do. And another hat that you wear is Seattle Mariners fan. It's a tough one sometimes. And your dudes are coming back, won 14 straight yeah, yep. before the All-Star game to try to show the Astros, hey, you can't have this. 
we're not just going to call it halfway through the season. We still exist. How cool is it to see your team win 14 straight? Man, it's been since uh, 2001 when uh, those Yankees took us out. And ever since then, it's been we're trying to play catch up in the division, catch up in the league. And so the youth coming up in Seattle, it's good to see, man. A lot of fun. So your general manager is a lot of fun. Like Jerry Depoto, he makes the most trades than I've ever seen anybody. And it, and it's not just like big blockbuster trades where people move here, people move there. You add a bunch of the to, uh, a bunch of players to replace your minor league system. I think he just does it because he's bored. It seems like they, he does it like every couple weeks. There's another acquisition there's another trade by the mariners yeah, well, at least they're doing something right finally you know it seemed like for so many years there was just a, a talent vacuum up there and high expectations and nothing ever really came to gel together on that team so it's awesome to see it right now and you know i don't know if they're gonna catch your strohs but uh you know it's good to see good baseball back in the northwest well they are as of now one of the wild card teams yeah. one game up in the wild card but unfortunately nine and a half games back of my beloved Houston baseball Astros. I would like for it to be a competition. I would like for the Rangers and the Angels, the Angels, the poor franchise. I'm so sorry for any Angels fan out there that has to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani absolutely wasted in the doldrums of the AL West. But like we were talking about earlier, every division is more fun when it's actually a race. When you got yep. the Mets and the Braves at each other's necks. When you got the Brewers and the Cardinals at each other's necks. When you got the Yankees and everyone except for the Orioles after their neck. It's just more fun. Can you, can you give us an update on what's going on in the New Mexico Pinion Coffee world? What, what are you guys doing in the community? What should we expect? Well, let's see. This year we've been uh, active with uh, Locker505, who's you know another friend of the show for y'all. And... Uh, you guys actually introduced us to, to Kim Kirshen and her organization. Amazing. We love Kim. She's she's great. And uh, real, we're just really jazzed that uh, they were able to move into their new facility and uh, just the difference and, and what an impact that's going to be on those kids that they help and represent. Um, really excited for them. Um, you know, we've, uh, we, we've tried, you know, basically everything we can, you know, give back in any way to uh, those, those people in the community that need it the most. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, working with kids this year is, has been a lot of fun. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting back to school, doing some uh, clothing drives, getting the word out to the community that Locker 505 has grown their presence. And uh, they're in need more than ever of, of donations from the, from the community. Well, first of all, you know, everything in the community that's worth doing, your guys' name is on it. So well, we, we appreciate that. And on behalf of Albuquerque, thank you for the Biscochito Latte. <laughs> so if I could uh, Love it. go down that line of questioning for a second, Van, what goes into menu innovation there at New Mexico Pinon? You know, we, we uh, really try to get our staff involved. You know, they, they are on the front lines every day. They listen to what people are likes, you know, their quirky combinations that they come up with sometimes. Nice. So, you know, getting them involved and giving them a, a little ownership piece of developing menus and having fun with stuff, uh, I think really comes through in our menu selection and gets our staff involved and energized with it too. And your staff at every location is so wonderful. I'll tell you what, I had some big wig bosses of mine in from SoCal and their coffee folks. So of course, we went over to the 4th Street location 
and bless that staff that morning because I think they explained the entire menu. Did they go through the rundown my, on everything? My Cali bigwigs, yeah. I love it. I love it. Matt Breger, president and CEO of New Mexico Pinion Coffee, one more time. Thank you for everything you do and everything you do for the community. Your team is frantically waving at you right now. I think the second round started here at Top Golf for the YMCA charity tournament, having a lot of fun for a good cause here. Matt, thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being a friend of the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Van. Appreciate it. Always. Uh, Sebastian, you want to talk a little uh, little football when we get back? Let's do it. Okay, let's do a long one next break. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here at Top Golf. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. What it is, Duke City. The boys are back, and the boys are live from Top Golf here at the YMCA Charity Tournament. Said it once, I'll say it again, having a lot of fun for a good cause here. A lot of smiles, a lot of laughter, a lot of good food, a lot of good drink, and it's all to help out children in your community. Thanks for everyone who showed up and helped out here. Send a little special shout-out to McWitt Construction, Life Fitness, Zia Trust, Genus Law, Unite Private Networks, Precore, and, of course, OG Friends of the Show, New Mexico Pinion Coffee for helping out with this event. Another special shout-out to the YMCA Horn Board. TBT was in town for the first time, and it was quite the show as your TBT enchantment beat up on Crucis's Panamaniacs on Monday and then lost a really exciting, really close one on Tuesday to the number one seed, Heartfire. What was the storyline for you, Sebastian, of this TBT tournament here in Albuquerque? Oh, it, it has to be Scott Bamforth, right? I mean, I never thought I would, you know, and I have a personal connection. Scott's a friend, and I, when he was in high school at Del Norte, I was a PA announcer there. He came seven years after I graduated. So I got to see him, and that had to be the story. I mean, he was the king. He is right now kind of the king of New Mexico basketball for this week. And if you know his story at all, for him to get that moment – I'm not going to lie, when, when I was watching, I was like getting a little little choked up, man. Because his story, he lost both of his parents in high school, right? Right. So basketball is all he had, and it really kept him on the straight and narrow, and he was a phenomenal player. And I was on the morning show uh, this week, and I told Jeff and JJ about Scott, and I said, hey, Scott's still the best high school shooter I've ever seen. And they were kind of taken aback, like, wait a minute, you watched Cullen Neal and and Bryce Alford. Sure, sure. And I said, yeah, but and Scotty was better. That's my opinion. And obviously, Scotty's still playing professionally. Those other two aren't, right? And so for him to get this moment and to still be a professional and to be making money and to have started a beautiful family, but it was like a homecoming, man. Like, And now the whole state finally saw how special of a basketball player he is. And thanks to Jeff Grammer at the Journal there, they also got to read how special and cool of a story it is. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, it's it's just so inspirational what he went through, what he overcame. And he's a friggin' professional basketball player now. He's cashing checks overseas to use his God-given talent, and he just seems like the best dude. Like He's the perfect mix of physical ability and effort and character, most importantly. And then getting to see him, because he was the only – non-UNM right. alumni on the team, even though he's a Burke boy right. I went to Del Norte, 
Or is it La Cueva? He went to no, Del, Del Norte. Yeah, he went to Del Norte. I was right. Sorry for second-guessing myself. And you're just seeing him shoot the absolute lights out right. on this huge stage, which is the TBT tournament, was just it gave me chills watching this young man come back home and put on a show for the Albuquerque crowd. And really, for those that don't know, so in high school, after the tragedy with both of his parents, he, you know, and then he wasn't getting the attention from UNM at the time and any of the in-state schools. Well, the only connection left with his parents was the family home in Albuquerque. And so he didn't want to play out of state because he didn't want to give up that family home because that that was the connection to his parents, right, that right. he lost. So there, I know there was talks of him maybe not continuing to play, and it really took his friends and family to convince him, hey, you know, you got to keep doing this, man. You're special, right? They really had to convince him to go the Juco route, and then he winds up in the – in the uh, same backcourt as Damian Lillard at Weber State. Bonkers. You can't make this stuff up, man. But, uh, yeah, just, I mean, no one deserves this week more than Scott Bamford. Well, and I hope that the pit, which which I understand, I don't know if you heard this, but I heard from a very reliable source that of all the TBT venues, the pit was the most well-attended. So I think that goes a long way to bringing this tournament back next year and making it bigger and better next year and hopefully recruiting Scott Bamford again. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, that might be Brandon Mason's first call next year, right? He's got to be, right? I would think so. Is there NIL for TBT? <laughs> if there is, he, uh, Scotty would cash in on that. So I, I love the rumor mill, like when it's trade season in baseball and off-season baseball, off-season NBA, off-season NFL. I love the rumor mill. I love the speculation. And today, and I quote, found this from an NBA insider, I've been receiving texts as we speak that the Donovan-Mitchell trade is done. It's agreed upon. They're working out the final details to be announced here shortly. Ellipsis. It's a haul. Hmm. To who? I mean. From well, who? Well, first of For all. For why? All right. Well, <laughs> first of all, that, that's a little surprising because, I mean, I don't know why a young, rich, successful African-American wouldn't want to reside or work in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, my goodness. So that's, uh, that's a head scratcher. But their name is the Jazz. <laughs> right. That's got to be a good fit, right? You would think. But, I mean, it, you saw the haul that Rudy Gobert just got, how much possibly more could the Jazz get for Donovan Mitchell? The rumor out there, of course, is the Knicks, right? But do they really have enough pieces that you'd want? Yeah, who wants what they have? Yeah, that's to be determined, right? I mean, but that's been the hot rumor is the Knicks, right? But the the Knicks want everybody, so that's... Sure, uh, and and that's the speculation. Like, the the two teams who move the needle the most in NBA, obviously New York and L.A., you know, Warriors, you know, their success notwithstanding. But Knicks talk and Lakers talk, that's who gets to go first, right? And so every potential free agent, oh, they're going to be a Nick. Every trade partner, oh, they're going to be a Nick. You know, if and it's not the Nick, it's the, the Knicks, it's the Lakers. And for the haul that they got for Rudy Gobert, I don't see a team in the NBA with enough assets left to even acquire Donovan Mitchell. It's got to be a sweetheart deal if they made one. Yeah, I mean, I think that Gobert trade really just ruined the market. I mean, yes, because 
I, I mean, I, that was a lot to give up for Rudy Gobert. So you get a guy like Mitchell, you're going to want a superstar in return that can plug into the lineup immediately. Right. You're probably going to want to look to uh, replace Gobert. So you want a, a big guy that can defend the rim and fill all those needs that Gobert addressed so nicely. And then you're going to want, what, a half dozen draft picks to go with it? And uh, probably the Donovan Mitchell trade went down in value a little bit because did you see the video of Paolo Bancaro just hooping all over him? So <laughs> Donovan Mitchell got absolutely worked in a pickup game by Paolo Bancaro, and it was and it was captured, it was captured on video. And I'm think if there if his trade value went down, it was that one viral video. And so kudos to the internet for everything that you do for us to give us more content. Appreciate you. Good looking out. Well, I hear that uh, you know Chet Holmgren's going to be the next Larry Bird. That's what I got out of summer league. There's like, not a single skill set that matches up besides melanin. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's pretty much what the summer league's about, right? Well, after his first game, I heard he was going to be white KD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I'm with Buck. I think Buck talked about this last week. Like, summer league's hard to watch, but the reaction to summer league is even harder to fathom. Yeah. The the high draft picks play like two games. And then everyone else is fighting for the last two spots on the bench. Every NBA team's roster is set, except for maybe two guys. I think I got it figured out, too. Like, the reason they play that first game is they get there, they're excited, right? And then they, and then they realize they're NBA players. And then Vegas realizes they're NBA players. And there's nightclubs and stuff. And so we don't see those draft picks ever again after the first summer league game. Smart. Very smart. Yeah, and I'm worried for, you know, Raiders are a great example. Um I'm worried for any professional team that plays in Las Vegas. Like, young 20-something millionaires let loose on Las Vegas. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. As the Raiders have shown us. Yes. Right? And surprisingly enough, the Raiders aren't even in the top ten for most arrested teams in the NFL. Nope. Minnesota Vikings, That'd number be one. That would be the Minnesota Vikings, number one. And uh, R.I.P. Amory Castillo, she's not here to defend her team. But to be sure, but she's still alive. She's still to, alive. Okay, yeah. right, she, she, can't, she can't defend is what I'm saying. R.I.P. Right. her defense of but, the most arrested team in the NFL. You would think, though, a franchise in Vegas, they'd have some safeguards. Like, okay, look, we realize you guys are going to go full Las Vegas, but we're just going to drive you everywhere you go. We don't care how many laws you break while you're doing it, while while you're at your whatever you're doing, but just let us drive you to and from said law breaking. Well, right? okay. Well, here's here's the thing with young millionaires. Here's the things with people in positions of power. Here's the thing with people in positions of authority. If you can find a way to turn a felony into a misdemeanor with some creative ticket writing, it's gonna happen. Right. So Las Vegas, not so much. No. They're going to give it to you. Yep. But we're talking Foxborough? A lot of felonies have turned into misdemeanors in Foxborough. Yeah. Hey, I think a lot of felonies have turned into misdemeanors in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, no doubt. You know? No doubt. Oh, you're talking about it's another reference to the Arizona Rattlers cheating. I'm sure, yeah. And if they try to play it straight on Sunday. The richest teams always have the best attorneys, man. That's right. The best attorneys and the most paid, the best paid referees. All right. <coughs> Jimmy G. That's should, a good looking man. Should he get a shot at another NFL team for his play on the field 
or what he looks like in a commercial? Uh, yes and yes. Both. Yes. Okay. See, I think it's yes to both because if you're a team in need of a quarterback and you don't have your future guy, why not Jimmy G? You know how many tickets you're going to sell, how many jerseys you're going to sell just by him being so insanely good-looking? And by the way, on top of being good-looking, he's won 75% of the National Football League games he's participated in. Right, and you know NFL always chasing that female demographic, right? 100%. So, I mean, yeah, I don't – I mean, he's definitely good enough to be uh, one of the starters, right? I mean, you could make an argument there's not – He's not worse than 32 other dudes, right? Yeah, I think, to me, he's not obviously tier number one. Right. Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, where, whoever you want to put there. Just Rodgers and Brady. Just Rodgers and Brady. You're not a Mahomes guy. Okay. right there. He's right at the Just top of right level there. two. Yeah. He's a B plus. Let's see how he does this year with the team not as great around him. I think Jimmy G is better than the mean. Not much, but he's in the... And by the mean, you mean. He's in the 12 to 15 range. By the 16 mean, being right in the middle, right? Well, by the mean, you mean Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, exactly. Right. The most average quarterback right. in the history of the NFL. So he's, I would say if if that's the Mendoza line, the Kirk Cousins line, I'd say Jimmy G's right around it, right? Some and games he's right above it. Some games he's right below it. I predict that Jimmy G will be moved in the next couple days, if not week. I also predict that all these YMCA supporters here at Top Golf tonight had an absolute blast for a great cause, and they did the right thing showing up tonight. And I can't wait to see what it looks like next year for the third annual Top Golf YMCA charity tournament. The turnouts just keep getting better and better every year, and we love everything the YMCA does for the community. Big shout-out to all their partners and sponsors. Big shout-out to the board. Big shout-out to Robert Buck D. Gibson for joining me at the beginning of the show. We will be live from the lab tomorrow. Myself, Fred Slow, Robert Buck D. Gibson, come see us at the lab. Uh, We might have some giveaways. We might have a stack of tickets for a future game. So come say hi to the boys as we will be on the concourse right behind home plate. The last hour has been an absolute honor. Thank you for joining me. Sebastian Noel, voice of ProView Networks and voice of the Gladiators. How do we support the Gladiators this weekend? Watch it on YouTube or go to Dave and Buster's and check it out at the viewing party. You might see me at Dave and Buster's as I will also be at the lab this weekend at Bark in the Park. Look for me and my Corgi Darby. You're listening to Two Men On. We were live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at Hollow Spirits. You can find us at the lab, sipping on Teller Vodka's Watermelon Walk-Off. We'll see you tomorrow, Burke, from the lab.